It's Friday night, and I feel all right. Suns are losing up in Minneapolis, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, both teams can't look or feel pretty good about the way they look tonight, right? Both teams, I feel like it was just a nasty game. Playing in those uniforms, playing on that court <laughs> was really hard to watch. It seemed like yeah. an overseas game, kind of. I don't know what was going on tonight, man. Too much coffee for me. It was it, it was funny because the the subreddit for the Minnesota Timberwolves, even they were saying like, "Doesn't feel like we're watching our own team right now," because they Not had the, at all. The, the city edition jerseys were out in force for the Minnesota Timberwolves, as we mentioned on the last podcast, and how they're just kind of weird and awkward and look kind of funny, bit. you know. And yeah. you know, of course, every city edition. Uh, Jersey is gonna have a a story behind it, if you will. And Matthew, I did a little research. I was like, please do the research on that. I, what is this story? So it says the primary feature, the colorful plan panel across the chest and on one leg of the shorts, is meant to symbolize the way so many artists and creators lean on each other to celebrate or to form a vibrant community and celebrate the intersection of art and sports in Minneapolis. Taking it a step further, the panel was designed to be different on every single jersey. That doesn't mean Carl Anthony Towns' jersey will be different from Anthony Edwards, which will differ from Rudy Gobert's. That means every Carl Anthony Towns jersey that is made or sold will look slightly different than the one before it. Kind of sounds just lazy. They're like, yeah, we it, it looks kind of dumb, and we're gonna fuck it up a lot when we make it. So it's meant to be different if it's different. Yeah, that's terrible. I feel like every artist just cut off his own ear and gave it to his wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that—that's pretty bad, that's, dude. That's the—that's that, the jersey right there. It's literally a picture of a guy. Because you got to think, like yeah. Minneapolis, they love Prince. He's from the area. Bob Dylan's from the area. So Minneapolis yeah. does have like kind of an arts and entertainment history. But then they showed a shot outside the arena, and like a bus was going by, and it looked like the bus had the same markings as the jerseys. I'm like, why can't you just say it's a nod to the transit system of the Twin Cities? I don't know. Well, did it come <laughs> after or no? Was it before? I have no idea. Oh, okay. You didn't do that much research. No, I gave you up. You look at the transit system and when, yeah. when it was painted the last time they actually updated the, the transit system. Okay. Do you remember when the transit system in Phoenix was like that teal and pink color? I don't know if you no, that. I, I, I don't know. I used to ride the bus back in the Dizzle because that's what we did. You know, that's how you got from spot to spot. And Wait, it is it not be... that anymore? I feel like it's always been the same color. Valley Metro? I, I don't know. Valley Metro? I... Yeah, yeah. Now I know what you're talking about, but I thought I thought it was the same. Is it like, Maybe it's changed. Is it like pink and and like a teal color? I'm not, I I live right next to one of the bus stations for so first thing tomorrow morning I'm going to go over there and I'll let the jamsters know what it looks like or else you can google it like well, you I are feel, right now. <laughs> well, I feel like no now it's like purple. Oh. Oh. Okay. okay, so this is let's see if I can uh this is such a you know what fuck it this is one of those uh um podcasts where I really don't I don't matter. It doesn't matter to me that we're going off onto this tangent. So again, uh, I apologize to any of you who are watching this, but if you are, or who are listening, if you're watching, you're going to see what we're about to do. Let's see. Share the the good old screen True. here. Transit because, talk and DA talk. That's it. <laughs> that's all it's going to be. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> so, I mean, that's it right there, right? Yeah. That's, see, that's what it's the, always been. Yeah. Okay. So it's still there. It's, it's a purple, not a pink. Uh, it's got the teal yeah. stripe going down the side. So, Oh, there you go. Mm. I was like, go. I don't think they've ever changed it. I think they're they're, like they're doing just forever. fine, making a lot of money. I guess, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonia was right. It's like, wasn't it purple until apparently it still is. I drive by buses all the time. I never stop and look because you never look inside the bus, do you? I do. All the time? Why? We should be focused if, on If the I'm road. stopped. No, if I'm stopped, I was oh, looking there. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, I always wanted to see like subscribe a subscribe to the pod. <laughs> you see, like Jacob's ladder. I always think of like them riding the subway station, like those things on it. That's what I think of. <laughs> Never seen it. Oh, you gotta see it. Well, it's I'll good. tell you what. I'll tell you what I have seen is is some shitty performances by the Phoenix Suns tonight. And uh, yeah. if you are a pro Aiton person, my guess is I haven't talked to Matthew before this, but if you're one of those people who try to justify everything about DeAndre Aiton, and you just sit this one out. Okay, you just sit there and go, you know what, DeAndre Ayton, he's coming off. He missed a couple of games with an ankle injury. That's why uh, I, I, no matter what he does, he's infallible. I think he's the greatest center ever. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So you sit this one out. For all the rest of you, thank you for joining us. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button while you're here. Make sure you subscribe. 
make sure you review or don't, whatever. I do care. We do have another review, another five star Apple review. So because everyone loves to be ignored, man. You're like the the mean boyfriend. It's like, oh, why won't you? Let me yeah, just send him another message and see yeah. if he replies. That's what's yeah, well, going on. I'm replying on this one. Okay. So thank you for joining us, everybody who is on this Friday night. I got me another one of them, Coors Banquet beers. Oh, I like f- it. Yeah, what do you, Matthew, is this like no juice, Oh, no January, whatever? No, you know what, I, let me just make this clear to the jamsters. You make it right? clear to the jamsters. You, you explain I'm just, yourself. I'm alcohol-free for forever. My birthday's coming up. I'm not even going to do anything. I'm just done drinking, dude. Are you I'm coming done. to my grand opening for your birthday? Oh, I got an Is that on Facebook or something? I got an invitation. Is I, that sent on it, Facebook? I sent it to email via, to your email address. Oh, no. You're not coming? No, I'll I'll come. What is it? It's the grand opening of my property. Oh, yeah. I'll come Next to that. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to drink, though. I'll hang out. You don't have to. Eat, don't, eat a bunch of food. We got some great food we're going to be doing. Okay. I'll bring a date. There you go. Sounds like a good time. What's Lainey doing? Uh, she, well, she, it's formal. So she's <laughs> she's modeling dresses right now. Oh, okay. So there you go. So pop them if you got them, Suns fans. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about... Uh, Lainey's my dog. Let's go ahead and talk about this amazing game for the Phoenix Suns against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Suns lose one twenty one to one sixteen and you know, truth be told, it, it wasn't that close. Suns did score 41 in the fourth quarter to the Minnesota Timberwolves 29, but they were down pretty much about 15 this entire game. So if you look at the box score, you're like, oh, man, they let one slip away. No, they, they weren't really in it. Uh, but it brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, yes, I got to ask because it's my job too. Do you find it funny that Austin Rivers is on the Timberwolves? I do. I do. And I love how he was getting it in against Saban Lee. Saban Lee is a store here in Phoenix. It sounds like a store. It sounds like a uh, Savers or a, dr- a thrift store. Not a drift store. A thrift store. It sounds like a thrift store. Or a drift um, store. Or a, a, drift. a store yeah. where people just drift into. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, yeah, he got it in. He was excited. I didn't know. I don't. This guy pops up. He's one of those players that just pops up everywhere. It can be he can be on a different team next week. Who knows, right? I mean, he comes in, he gets angry at something that wasn't called and shouldn't have been. And he's an awful player still. So I'm so glad he never was a son. I just think the irony of it all is the fact that he was so hell bent and determined that when he got traded to Phoenix all those years ago, he refused to play for the Suns because oh. they were a team headed nowhere. Yes. They were no, and now he's on the 21 and 22 Minnesota Timberwolves. That's what happens, dude. And he's mopping up shit minutes and he's getting pwned by Saban Lee. Same is going to happen to Jay Crowder, man. You complain too much. You don't play. You don't want to go somewhere. Yeah, we'll talk about Jay, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk talk about Jay today. Uh, But Austin Rivers, I just, I I had to bring it up because I will forever hold him in a certain regard. You know, the, the people who aren't humble enough to go, you know what? I am who I am. I got traded as a part of this transaction. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show out. I'm going to prove to other teams why I should be on the team. So he's like, no, I need to be on a contender. I'm Austin. I'm Austin yeah. fucking Rivers. I deserve I to be five on a years. contender. <laughs> yeah, I played, you know, it's like, who do you think you are? A superstar? Well, wrong you are because he doesn't all shine on John Lennon. So I really think that it was funny how Saban Lee was kind of the guy who Exposed him a little bit. And, and Saban Lee was really fun to watch tonight. He had 13 yeah. minutes, had 12 points, two assists, two rebounds, six of eight from the free throw line, Matthew. When the Phoenix Suns acquired him for the 10-day contract, the one thing that we knew is he is somebody who was going to attack the basket. And it's nice to have somebody in this interim where we we don't have much guard depth. We have a couple guys who will attack the basket at least. Does it work out in the Suns' favor? Yeah, probably Probably not. You know, you need other aspects of your team to perform well. And we'll talk about those, that maximum contract asset that needs to perform well to put you in a position to be successful. But I think that Saban Lee has been a a bright, a bright little spot that we needed. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. I think that what he did tonight, getting to the rim was 
something the Suns need to do. I mean, his his layups, he's getting to the line because he was forcing the shot through the defender. That's what you that's all you have to do. And if you don't get the call, it's fine. But just making an effort and trying to do it, um, that's what he was doing. And the 10-day contract, and he was getting calls. So it's not about yeah. seniority over here exactly. at all. Exactly. Not at all. I mean, the it's guy effort. Just, Second game in 12 points, you're looking at him, and I know a lot of Suns fans out there are thinking like, oh, he's our savior. He's going to come in now next no. game. Who are the Suns fans going to want to start? It's going to be saving, saving Lee. It's going to be him. Um, but you know what? The effort's great. I, I think what he did with the with the, with the the ball, not even just getting to the rim, but trying to facilitate some kind of an offense, mm-hmm. it was fun to watch. I mean, he felt like a guy right off the bat where I can trust him. Um, some passes were a little scarce, but it's all right. I think that – what he did with getting to the rim and getting up. There was that one where Aiden's down there in the paint and he just, he looked like he was going to dunk it over Gobert and Aiden, whoever was down there. He laid it in, but he gets up high. He has some yeah. major hops, dude. Um, I'm excited. I, I feel like we needed something. And I think that James Jones, of course, they talked about he's not a 10 gate, 10 day, 10 gate contract, 10 day contract got kind of guy just because. He doesn't want to have to, you know, fill these guys in on the offense. It takes too mm-hmm. long to get into it. But he was a .5 guy right off the bat. He came in, and he was dealing the ball and making the right decisions. I love what I saw from him. And it was a small little example. It's not going to be, you know, he's going to be this way all the time because he's new. Defenses mm-hmm. will adjust. So we'll see what, what happens in the next few games. Well, we've seen that to Dwayne Washington Jr., right? I mean, when Dwayne Washington Jr. is the third guard coming off the bench or even the fourth guard – there's not a lot of scouting on him. There's not a lot of focus. And and the players that he's playing against are the third and fourth stringers themselves. So the level of effectiveness that they possess is determined by the opposition in which they're facing. Saban Lee's getting that same treatment right now. I mean, he's going against, you know, Austin Rivers, you know, all multiple all-star Austin Rivers. Uh, but, you know, Dwayne Washington, as time has progressed, he's had a harder time being uh, effective, seeing as now he's going against first team Guys, now he's the guy on the scouting report that people are prepared for. And this is the second game in a row where Dwayne Washington Jr. has, in, in no fine words, kind of been like, you know, butt-fucked on TV, if you will. Not on national <laughs> television, but definitely on the Don't region. you hate it when that happens, yeah. I'm not the one who just got butt-fucked on national TV, Dwayne. Washington. Tonight, he was 3 of 11 from the field, 0 of 2 from beyond the arc. Only shot two three-pointers in this game. Eight points. Two assists, uh, you know, 24 minutes played. He was outplayed by Saban Lee in the in the short time that Saban Lee was here. And this is what's going to happen. You know, again, we're, I'm not expecting – coming into this game, like, would I like us to be competitive? Yeah. Were we competitive at finally at the end? Yeah. For the majority of the game, were we? No. Because DeAndre Ayton sucked. But it, at the end of it, you have to try to see what the positives are in this. This isn't what's sustainable. Dwayne Washington Jr. is not sustainable. Saban Lee is not sustainable. What you're trying to do is see if – there's anything that the Suns can do that can be sustainable moving forward. And what we've seen, you know, two out of the last three games is this is a team that when they attack the basket, good things happen. And I hope that Monty Williams is kind of saying that it's like, Hey, D book. Hey, Chris Paul. Hey, Cameron Johnson. When you guys make it back, Hey, Landry Sham, when you guys make it back, attack the basket, attack the cylinder, put the pressure on the opposition because that, you know, free the, the Suns were 20 of 24 from the free throw line. That's 20 points at the free throw line. Like, that's something that just hasn't happened enough this year for this team. Yeah, when it did happen against Golden State, Aiden wasn't there. So I feel like there was more spacing. There was more of an attitude when Aiden wasn't there. There was kind of like a load off these guys' shoulders to do what they want to do. But uh, Dwayne, a lot was going on in his mind. I feel like he couldn't really decide what to do with the ball a lot of the times. A lot of the shots looked kind of good. He was kind of rushing some stuff, not really just knowing if he's going to pass it or shoot it. I could see that kind of going on in his head, and mm-hmm. it's weird to say that starting about him. to think now, right? Yeah, exactly. That's why it's weird to say it about him because yeah. he seemed like a guy that just didn't give a fuck. He's like, I'm going to do what I want to do out here. Right now, I can prove myself that you might not even need pain anymore. If you're going to allow him in, or put him in a trade for somebody else, that we can get the help to see him. I can be a backup, maybe, maybe, maybe. But that's what happens. I feel like these guys get they're like in a fuck you mode, and then they get kind of. And they, they kind of go into the spot where they're just like, fuck, like now there's a lot riding on my shoulders. Um, I'm thinking too much. I don't know what to do with the ball. Like they just kind of like, they do a little bit too much thinking in their head and they got to get, they got to stop doing that. Especially Dwayne. I didn't expect that from him, but now you're kind of seeing it. And tonight was that night. And he, the other night, like a couple games ago, he did, I think it was like what, three, four, 18, but I still mm-hmm. liked all the shots. I still liked the way he played. I liked all his passes, everything. It looked good. 
tonight was just like it was a different Dwayne. It really was. And against a team that I feel like he could have shredded up, it just did not happen. Well, and the reason he he didn't, and Larry James in the chat is says it correctly. It says Anthony Edwards destroyed him. The one on the offensive end, Anthony Edwards played 37 minutes, was 12 of 24 from the field, had 31 points, six rebounds, three assists, couple steals as well. And the way that he played defense against uh, Dwayne Washington Jr. whenever he gets switched onto him was just that aggressive defense. That's what we noticed and have continued to notice about Anthony Edwards is he gives a shit on both ends of the floor. And he's going to pester you. And you see it, and he, he does the three-quarter pickup. He does a full-court press sometimes. He just has that young energy, and he has a physicality about him that's going to wear you down. And I think that Dwayne Washington, again, being the brunt of a lot of the Anthony Edwards defense, that's kind of what happened to him tonight. Yeah, I think that what Edwards does out there, it's really quiet. Like, you don't see a whole lot of explosiveness anymore like you used to. I think he's still frustrated within that offense. Uh, something's going to probably happen with Gobert or when Cat comes back or something. He just needs another big or something to kind of feed off of. Like, I was thinking, like, if, if Aiden played, like, the way he did against the Bulls on this team. Remember that game against the Bulls where him and Booker looked so fucking good? I feel yeah. like Edwards needs a guy like that to roll with and do a lot of just pick and pop, get into the rim, a lot of just different things out there to confuse defenses. He needs like that guy and you can see his frustration with Gobert out there for sure. A hundred, hundred percent. Another thing hit me tonight and <sighs> big dick Booker. It kind of hit me tonight, Matthew. I just, I just really miss Devin Booker. You know, just, <laughs> yes. It's kind of really good. I gotta miss him a little bit. He was playing like Michael Jordan in some games. I miss him. <laughs> Fifty-eight point book. Oh, Donovan Mitchell doesn't even score a real seventy-one without him here. <laughs> I just missed him tonight. I just thought I'd throw it out. There's been a while since we played this drop, and I just missed him. You know, yeah. Just... Fuck. It sucks, dude. You can see like the MVP talk. It sits for real, and like when he comes back. It's going to take some adjusting for him because it's a long-term injury. It'll take maybe a week or so before you see the real book probably again mm-hmm. in the same team that it was like before when he was here. Um, but any kind of presence of him on the floor, like you saw Cameron Johnson out there, and I was like, oh, like he might be coming back sooner than Booker. Who knows? So yeah. I don't really know the timetable. Maybe you know. Like I think it's kind of up in the air with these guys. They said reevaluated four weeks, and that was you know two, two weeks Booker, ago. yeah, but yeah. Cameron Johnson is he coming Cameron back Johnson's sooner? around the corner. He's around yeah. the corner. And that's going to be a lot of patience. Like He's going to mm-hmm. take like two. When he comes mm-hmm. back, I don't expect shit. They'll come off the bench, but I don't expect anything. Like I'm not going to be like, oh, what's wrong with him? I'm going to give him like two weeks or three weeks to get into shape. Yeah, it's gonna have to happen. And if mm-hmm. we were, if if we go back, and you know what, it's I guess just because it's it's been a while. I guess we'll play some of our our old drops for guys we haven't seen in a long time. Lights, Cameron, action! I can't even find the Cameron Johnson freaking. Does he have a thingy? Oh no, I didn't make one yet. I gotta oh, make one. Oh. It'd be the most beautiful one ever. Because it better be. So we'll just go back to the score. <laughs> <laughs> because Cameron Johnson, to that point, you know, if he is just around the corner. And it, mm-hmm. it's we remember what happened to him last year. Okay, the the huge game, the game winner, the the fantastic game against the New York Knicks, get got pwned a little bit by Julius Randle, got hurt, was out for I believe fifteen games, and when he came back, he wasn't right the rest of the season. Like we were waiting, and, and granted, there was like eight or nine games left at the at the end of the season. At that point, it was the time when the Phoenix Suns were really just kind of slowing down and preparing for the playoffs. So they started to sit guys, but Cameron Johnson was getting some steady minutes and it really took a long time for him to get back into rhythm. And it would never really happen. We want, there was a game or two where you're like, Oh, Hey, Cameron Johnson, is he back? And then it just, it didn't happen going to the playoffs. Obviously, obviously that happens. I think you, you make a valid point. He is right around the corner on being back on this team. He seems to be getting healthier and healthier. The other challenge is he didn't have the full meniscus surgery, right? He did the he did what he could essentially to have the ability to play sooner rather than later. It was a two month injury, you know, so October, November, December, and then now we're in January versus like the four month injury. That's what Kelly Oubre had back in 2020, right before the the pandemic hit. Is Kelly Oubre suffered suffered the meniscus injury and then chose not to go in the bubble 
Uh, I don't know what it is about the Phoenix Suns and forwards who just don't want to play or whatever. But <laughs> but Cameron Johnson, you know, you're right. He he's going to be back soon, and I don't know an exact date, but he's going to be back soon. But when he is, he's going to be bad for a while. He's not going to have that athleticism. He's not going to have that explosiveness. He might not have that shot down. And we just have to mentally prepare. It's not like and, – and in our heads, that's what we're doing. Oh, when Booker's back, when Cameron Johnson's back, like we're going to be fire. We're going to be on point against. Like, no, they have to work themselves back into shape. I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk about this topic momentarily when we talk about Aiton and his ankle. But Cameron Johnson's a lot different than a a you know a quick tweak of an ankle. It's meniscus surgery. He hasn't been playing competitive basketball for two and a half months now, Matthew. Yeah, and mentally for him, it's going to be a huge effort for him to get over that hump because he's going to take time to really just feel himself on the court, but also just be like, well, is this knee just so fucked up? Like, I can't imagine what you have to go through as a player having that kind of a surgery and coming on the court and just being like, dude, I have to get over this mentally. Physically, it'll take some time, but mentally is always a big thing i think that a lot of players take longer in that aspect than it is physically and you're going to see about two or three weeks to where it's not going to look the same and a lot of these players i mean the way this team is built really with we have mikhail aiden and cameron johnson and booker and chris paul when he comes back i forgot about chris paul yeah the the way that they play together they need each other so bad like the way the whole system's all set up and the way this offense runs they need all of them to actually be looking good um, mm-hmm. So that's like the best case scenario is actually to look forward to in about a month or a month and a half when this team is back fully healthy. If no, if there's no further setbacks, that's what I'm looking forward to because right now we're going to go into like, Aiden, we're going to talk about anybody that's really just shit in the bed, but like players like Aiden and players like Mikhail, they need other guys to look good. They need the help. Mm-hmm. They really do. We obviously seen that. So that's going to be the fun thing to look forward to is to see what this team looks like in a month when they're all healthy and just kind of grooving. Maybe a little two-game win streak. Who knows? Maybe we'll get Whoa. two in a row. Maybe Whoa. two in a row. Going into the playoffs, we'll get two games in a row. Going into the offseason. Well, again, that's the challenge, game. though, is once they get healthy, how long does it take to them to get back in rhythm? And what other variables exist? Because somebody else will get injured. I mean, it's just it's oh, going to be yeah. continuing. It's basketball. It's just the way it is. I mean, you look at it. Who would have thought that Dario Saric going down in game two of the NBA Finals could have potentially – cost us that series we, we don't know but i like to think that we lost that depth on the interior and dario was playing good basketball back then not great basketball he was playing dario basketball it was it was acceptable basketball you look at mikhail bridges in this game and i, and I was very impressed with the way that mikhail performed knowing that he has to kind of step up and we when we've been talking about him stepping up a uh, little tip of the hat to to, to the warden tonight Forty minutes played again for Mikael Bridges. He had twenty-four points in this game. Was nine to fourteen from the field, three of five from beyond the arc. Had six assists and four rebounds in this game as well. It was nice to see some consistency from him. Uh, he was taking more shots. They were actually running sets for him in this game, which is something that, again, when you talk about Mikael Bridges, that's part of the the evolution of him, and it's the coaching adjustment that I've been waiting for Monty Williams to make. It's like, hey, guess what? Mikhail is your fourth highest played player, but he's player, but he's your second highest paid player on the court right now because Chris Paul, Devin Booker are out, and then all of the guards are you know it's Saban Lee on a ten day contract and Dwayne yeah. Dwayne Washington Jr. on a two way you know so you have to start making those adjustments to integrate him into more of the offense and actually design plays where he is the end result and again taking a look at his total shot attempts in this game in which he took 14. It's like, now we're on the right track again. Would I like to see a few more shot attempts? Absolutely. But now we're on the right track. The funny thing is, and we'll talk about him later is Damian Lee led all again, led all Phoenix Suns <laughs> shooters yeah. in, in uh total shot attempts, but 14 that's on the right track, right? Matthew. Yeah, and I think he's kind of moved away from like that little fadeaway where he goes across the lane. I think he's kind of moved away from that to like just like the pick and pop where he'll just pull off the pick and he has a wide open jumper. Everyone's kind of moving off of him because they know he likes to get to the rim, but he's not very good at finishing there. He's not, I feel like he just doesn't have the strength to get through anybody. So a lot of it looks ugly. Um, so until the defense has figured that out where he likes to just kind of settle for the Booker jumper, mm-hmm. he's deadly from right there. So he's getting a lot of his points there. Um, he had the game the other night where he had 15 or I'm sorry, 12 free throw attempts and he can do that. It's just, 
he has to be more physical. But right now, I just like the way he stepped up because he was almost pulled off the cliff by a lot of these Suns fans down like the Shit Creek River or whatever, just with DeAndre Aiden, where everyone just shits on him constantly. He was there. He was almost yeah. there. Oh, yeah. But but now he's just like kind of like, all right, well, I took it upon myself to get better to actually lead this offense uh, defensively. Who knows? But right now, offensively, he's really important. Um, he can't do too much at the rim defensively, so he does his best on the perimeter. But offensively, he has to be the leader. He has to be the guy to get this offense going. And I do trust him more now. He has a few shaky passes to Aiton to try to get into the post. That's his weakness. And it's fine. Even EJ yeah. said, like, a lot of these guys don't know how to get the ball into the post. He doesn't. He's never really had to. He's better at, like, you know, cutting with Aiton and doing those little quick passes underneath the hoop, little bounce passes. He's better at that. He just can't get them the ball down in the post. Other than that, though, man, he's he's looking better. And like I said, he was almost in that river with Aiden. But right now, he's kind of our savior. When he's back in the game, I'm actually excited. His last few games, I'm actually pretty excited to see him out there. Is it a river or is it a creek? A creek river. Well, it's a creek turns into a river and then turns into the um, a lake and then the lake turns into the ocean, right? Isn't that how the cycle works or no? No. But, I mean, are you talking about shit creek or shit river? Did I, did I say shit creek river? No, you, what did sh- I say? You, said, you said like a river shit or something you know oh yeah. just a yeah. just a shit, shit, full, shit muddy creek water feeds into shit river but it all there comes from shit lake or yeah. maybe it comes down off a of shit mountain well, down always, shit yeah. creek to shit river to shit ocean it comes but, out of a bear's ass and then it turns into that just does a bear, bear shit in the woods though <laughs> yes if you're floating people, in it he does people people want to know <laughs> do you like payday candy bars no, I've always hated those. But really? I might they, like they them. Got, now that I'm older, I might like them now. They got chocolate covered ones now, dude. This is like my favorite candy bar as a kid. Isn't that what they use for fake poop? Is it payday ones? No, it was the baby Ruth's. Baby, baby Ruth's. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this kind of looks dude, like that. Dude, that looks. Oh, is there corn in that? No. That looks like a. Oh, dude. corn. Let's see. Is there corn? Yeah, there's in corn syrup. There's corn syrup in every kind of bar. Sugar, peanuts, vegetable oil, palm oil, shea oil, sunflower oil, ter- pal- palm kernel oil. The worst and, oils. All right. Corn syrup, <laughs> chocolate. It's delicious. You know, John can tear that down. I can't tear it down. I, I just have to sit I here shouldn't. and watch. I <laughs> if you want a healthy Matthew Lissy, Matthew Paul Lissy on the pod, I got to stay away from that stuff. So no drinking for the rest of the year. Unless we win a championship, I'll pop one open. There you go. If you want to see an unhealthy Matthew Lissy, uh, watch this promo. DraftKings. <laughs> Listen up, Jamsters. I know this is a basketball podcast, but the NFL playoff picture is locked in. And my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this upcoming weekend. Just place any NFL bet of belly. your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action is so good, why not bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. <laughs> People got to watch it with the Rocky music, though. That's the best with that. That's I mean, it never gets old, but the music you added into it, it's it matches up perfect. Yeah, I need to I need to share a link in our uh, in the chat and it, exactly yeah. to that video. Um, just so, just so you it's guys, so funny. I love just, the monkey bars part. It's so stupid. I know it, it's dumb. The whole <laughs> video, the whole video is dumb, uh, but it's it's also freaking golden. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, one thing that I'll do, Jamsters, if you're watching along live, I'll go ahead right now. I will share a link to that YouTube video. Uh, copy it after the stream is over. <laughs> yes, go do. ahead, give it a watch. It's pretty funny. It's our. <laughs> Melissa's like, wait, that yeah, was, I was say I just clicked on it too. <laughs> wait, that was Lissy. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. that was Lissy. Here you go. There's the there's the link to it. But uh, yeah, that was you a while ago, right? So yeah, um, mm-hmm. how many years ago was that thing? I got the video. I think up. six or seven years at least. Sounds right. Uh, six years ago. Holy Toledo. Good for you. I've just gotten fatter. I was just the guy behind the camera. Um. <laughs> Uh, last thing on Mikhail. Last thing on Mikhail. I just want to say that again. What? Why I want him 
to be more offensively inclined. Why I want to have him more offensively integrated in this offense is it's going to do nothing but benefit this team down the road when everybody's healthy. It's going to do nothing but benefit him. And one guy who should be benefiting and feasting is DeAndre fucking Aiden. Watch. He went back. Uh, yeah, when he has shit games, yeah. he, I, I I do that drop. Well, it's been a shit span. It hasn't just been a few games. So DeAndre in this game, 31 minutes played, 5 of 18 from the field, 11 rebounds, 11 points. Um, Matthew, I'll let, I'll let you bat, bat lead off. I'm dying okay. to get your eight and body watch lead, your, you know, eight and watch body language analysis on this one. Yeah, as Blaze Megatron says, here we go. Here we go. All right, let's do it. No. Uh, so there is one thing you can say, and you can defend him by saying he might be hurt, and he might be, it's fine, but a lot of these guys are fucking hurt. Um, the difference between him having the ball without Booker and like him with with Booker. A lot of people are saying like that's a difference. Let him get used to it. I saw some tweet or something they added us. Um, hey, Booker, he looked like shit too, basically, until you know he became a star, and that's fine. This is Aiden's mm-hmm. fifth season. Incorrect. Whoever tweeted that, I honestly I don't see a different. I'm sure there's like a breakdown of stats, you know, possession time, whatever. How many, how long he has the ball, but I don't see a difference where like what he's doing offensively with Booker without. It's the same shit. It's the same stuff of him getting the ball, doing the jump hook, or getting the ball, setting a screen outside, not being aggressive. Um, it's just the same stuff, man. I don't know. The offensive movement is just super slow with him. Like when they said he was coming back, I honestly was like. Uh, I don't. I want to see the Suns when they play Golden State. Yeah, I, I guess Golden State's been like kind of shitty, but this team, this Minnesota team, I was like, I was excited just to run them off the court. I thought without Aiden, they might have had a chance because what they had to do with Aiden there is focus a lot of their energy on him, give him the ball. A lot of good shot attempts did not make what do you make two shots tonight or three shots tonight? Did not make the most of it. Um, just still really rushed. He doesn't have a game out there, man. Um, I know this is a lot and I hate doing this shit, but. There's just no game to him. And I'm glad we don't have Rudy Gobert, of course. He's better than Rudy Gobert. But there's just no flow to it. And I really think that this team tonight without Aiden might have had a better chance to win just because that focus goes on him because he wants the touches. He had that interview. He's like, I want the touches. I get excited. But none of it makes any sense. I'm, I get tired of watching it, man. I'm so sick of watching him right now. So go ahead. I just, it's not, I'm not really negative. About it. I'm just accepted it now. I just, I just get sick of watching him, though. So I'll start with this. Uh, DeAndre is playing against Rudy Gobert tonight. He has troubles playing against Rudy Gobert. We talked about it a little bit in the last podcast, but his career averages against Rudy, not good. Just not good. I mean, DeAndre Ayton, for as good as he can be, when he plays against those physical centers, he has a hard time offensively. We saw that again tonight, where anytime he gets the ball, he does not attack, and he did not attack in any way, shape, or form in this game. It was very passive. Everything was away from the basket. Butterfingers at times. There were passes where it hits him in the hands. It goes right off. And it's like, again, like the guy's got the softest hands in the league. Uh, and that's not a good thing because we we just saw in the last game, Nikola Jokic has very soft hands. But it's almost like, like you ever seen Mighty Ducks? Probably not. But have you seen oh, Mighty yeah, Ducks? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. So yeah. you know when they're passing the eggs mm-hmm. with the hockey sticks? He's like, you have to like accept the egg. Like, that's what Nikolai Jokic does when the ball comes to him. He, like, accepts it, whereas D.A. just, like... He tries to bat it. <laughs> he tries to bat it. It's like he just... Yeah. He, he, he doesn't... He he He's just not, you know... Oh, this is great. <laughs> Ozzy Suns fans. The Suns Jan session chat is getting a flog in my week tomorrow. Ozzy Suns fans, you, you got to stop You got to stop sucking off D.A., man. You got to just call it what it is. They, I mean, yeah, do but not they, watch they did have how that week, plays. Though. Yeah, they did have that week with them. Well, yeah. Remember, you yeah. had to go on the pod after we talking shit. Oh, yeah. It, they, they, <laughs> he, they, he had a great game uh, over in Thanksgiving. It was fantastic. The moment I came mm-hmm. back into the state of Arizona, he sucked again. You know, so it was, but again, like I, I'm saying this. Played against Rudy. Not easy. Coming off a couple games, you know, we just made the case for Cameron Johnson. And now when he comes back, we have to be ready for him to be rusty. What I did appreciate is the fact that the Phoenix Suns ran their offense through him in that first half. They continually were getting him the ball, and I love to see that because, again, that's that's what I want to see. I want to see the Phoenix Suns give DeAndre Ayton 15 shot attempts in the first half. That's exactly what they did in this game, 15 shot attempts. What sucks is he was 3 of 15. What sucks is he was 0 of 9 in that second quarter. 
that's the challenge there. And that's what a lot of people were saying. It's like, hey, you feed DA, this is what you're going to get. I, I don't believe that's true. I say you continue to feed DA. You continue to give him the ball. Because, again, coming off an ankle injury and playing against Rudy Gobert. Okay? I understand that. that. That's not an easy task to do. I have no issue with that. The issue I had is the same issue that I typically have with DA. And that is the effort. And that is the backside plays, plays where he knows he's not going to be involved. It's it the, the laziness, the rolling his eyes, clapping his hands. And while he's doing that, Rudy Gobert is running down the court and, and being effective on the other end of the court. You know, Brandon Clean from Locked On Suns tweeted this out. And he goes, an atrocious sequence from Aiton. Jumper blocked by Kyle Anderson, gives up a layup, misses a bunny, team gives up a three, and then he looks over at Monty hoping for a timeout. It's blatantly obvious when his head is not in the game and the Suns are 25% worse on those nights. That was the problem with DA tonight. It wasn't the shot attempts. It wasn't even the misses. I don't care about that. I'm not going to sit here and, and talk about the statistics and say, this is a good DA game or this is a bad DA game based on the statistics. It's based on that effort. And again, when it comes to Deion, DeAndre Ayton, fuck our standard. Fuck what we think he said what he should be. He's the one who sets the standard. He's the one who said he what he's going to be. I'm going to be dominating. You better prepare for who I'm going to be this season. And then you just get this disengaged child who just doesn't put forth the effort consistently play in and play out. We dog Mikael Bridges from time to time because he disappears. But it's not from a lack of effort. The guy tries on every fucking play. The majority of these guys are trying all the time. DA visibly, you visibly see the, the body language of him just fade away. And it's that's the most disheartening thing. That is where the frustration from Phoenix Suns fans come in. And trust me, when we do subreddit stakeout, it's noticed by the opposition as well, Matthew. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for that. Um, one more thing on DA. I liked how you brought up McHale. Um, just, you know, he's kind of we, we talked about how he kind of just improved and how he's kind of like he's shown that he's valuable and trade trade deadlines coming up and i'm sure mikhail's always involved with a lot of it and i'm sure da absolutely is but mikhail's like actually like stepping up to the plate he's trying to make a difference he's trying to improve on the court it is a different situation for him especially without booker and chris paul having to handle the ball like he has to do so much shit out there but da does the same stuff it's the same exact stuff I don't care about the wins right now. I really don't. I mean, of course, I want them to win. Mm -hmm. I don't want DA to win us a game. I would love to see that, but I know it's not going to happen. And I don't want to see the stats be like, oh, 30 and 20. Yes, he could probably do that almost every fucking night if he wanted to. I just want to see the effort too. That's it, man. And he probably is hurt maybe. But even that one play where he turned the ball over and was looking at the ball and they had a fast break the other way, that was pretty disgusting. When he's looking at McKill to get the ball yeah. and you're the one that had to bat it away, like – it's just he's very confused out there. That's why he's always – his whole career, he should have been working for moments like this to where they can go to him and trust him. I don't trust anything he does out there. And so trust that's the me, thing. And trust me, when the players are aware of that, the players interact with this, the players are out there on the court, and they're seeing those kind of things, and they're seeing him mail things in. You have these, these two-way contract and 10-day contract guys coming in here, and they're pouring their heart into this game. And then you got this other guy who just cashed in on his money – and rather than going the route of, hey, you know, shit, I'm making a lot of money. I better earn this. We as as podcasters and the fan base as a whole has to continually do everything they can to try to justify his sheer existence on this team. And you're right. Hurt. Rudy Gobert. All those things. That doesn't do you stop you. That, that doesn't stop you from just putting in the effort or appearing to put in the effort. It's a lot of flat-footedness. It's like, oh, I could go get that rebound, but I'm, man, I don't want to in this one. It's just not bodying up. He doesn't box out. Body, He'll put he his hand on the side out. of somebody, but he, if you watch, like when they show the replays from above the boards, mm -hmm. like above the rim, above yep. the boards, above the rim, you can just see him just like looking up, but not putting up. Like you got to put a body on someone, man. So mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of disappointment. It really is, and maybe he does know that he will be traded and that he's heard about it. Who knows? So there's a lot going on in his head. I'm sure with his organization, they got to figure something out because. Is, there's so many times this season where I want to make goodbye videos for him because I just feel like he's out the door. And then he kind of, I think like give you mentally, a couple games. yeah, mentally, mentally but, he's out the door, but he just, yeah. But I don't know if he just, he just doesn't care as much. That's as what it is guys. though. It just, that's I, what he shows it. And unfortunately what's going to happen is the Phoenix Suns will end up trading him. 
I don't know if it'll happen this year. It most likely won't happen this year. And we'll talk about some of those reasons here shortly, but it'll probably be a next season thing where the Suns are going to trade him and we're going to get something back and we'll be excited for whatever that is back. And all the DA, all the DA apologists are just going to like fade into the mist or go follow him or whatever. And what's going to happen is he's going to play very well because he will be engaged because he has the ability to play well. He He has the ability to be engaged, but he just doesn't care right now. I don't think he wants to be here. There's nothing he's just shown me consistently that says that he wants to be a member of this team. Nothing. And he's not, he, he hasn't said one Devin Booker type quote, right? What has Devin Booker been saying since the moment he got here? Thank you to Phoenix. I want to retire here. This is my organization. This is my city. This is my team. Dave doesn't say anything like that. And to anybody who tweeted at us and said, well, you know, when Devin Booker, you know, was in his fifth year, he was asked to No, Devin Booker was great. He had issues with his temper. He had issues turning the ball over considering how much he handled the ball and he had issues with a shit team around him. Deandre Ayton's had nothing but great teams around him for the past two and a half seasons. Let's just say two seasons, because this season for the first you know, the half of the first half of the season, there's been a ton of injuries and he's continued to kind of play like ass except for one run to the finals. But we don't see that run to the finals. We don't see that level of effort ever again. So it's like, you, if no, you want to be great and he has no desire to be great. But None. that was the thing everyone always talked about. It's like, well, when the games matter, then he'll be good. But that's why, that's why I always got so frustrated with that because it's like, well, we're going to go through the regular season where someone might get hurt or something or else I want him to improve next year, continue to improve but it's never there because he just doesn't put in the effort on the games that don't matter. Like I just want a guy that we're paying. That's the first pick to be a guy that's going to be like, I'm going to fuck these guys up tonight. Every night. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what team you're playing. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to adjust my game to Rudy Gobert. I'm going to, you know, he did miss a lot of shots tonight. All right. So if I feel like if he made six or seven of those, we would probably be talking, maybe something different, be like, Oh, it was a good game. But that's the thing is like, if he makes those shots, there's a different confidence in him. There's a there's a better DA that comes out. He's like, all right, I'm feeling good now. Now I'm gonna play. We're winning. I, I'm feeling good. But when things get tough, man, he just he he shies away from the ball. He doesn't want any part of it. Yeah, he's always on the backside of every play, and he's not. Oh, I feel so negative. I know. Let's just. I, do, I hate. This. Let's let's get positive. Today I met this cat. He said his name was Damian. He thinks that we're a lot alike and wants to be my friend. Damian Lee, thirty one. Minutes played. Do you know what his uh, field goal shot and attempts were? Uh, yes. Yeah, so he had 10, 17, 10 and, and 17. Yeah, what a magical day. Yeah. yeah. It never happens for you. There's, ne- there's, there's never one in 18. Uh, but 10, Ugh. 17, six of seven from beyond the arc. 31 points yeah. to lead all Phoenix Sun score. A career high for Damian Lee. Six rebounds as well. Two assists. Single-handedly got this team back into the game in that fourth quarter. Of his 31 points, he ended up scoring uh, 21 in the fourth yeah. quarter alone. Damian Lee. Uh, what team is he going to play for next year, Matthew? <laughs> oh, geez. I was thinking about him like backing down the court, just like thinking about, dude, why am I on this team right now? Like, this is fucking sucks. Like, I'm so excited. I won a championship last year. I'm going to take this team to the finals, but he's staying patient. He's doing what he's supposed to do is hit those shots. He gets a little too aggressive, though, in the paint. He doesn't really know what to do with the ball. I don't trust him with that at all. Because there's sometimes he sure can. That's what he should stick to. There's no reason just to not find him open for three, even if this guy two feet away from him, jack it up, but just don't turn it over. There's a lot of turnovers he had. Well, how many did he actually have? Let me see. He only had three, but three turnovers. But you know what? A lot of those just seemed like they were killers. They were like the the buzz killers that we would go on a 5-0 run, 6-0 run, and then there would be a turnover. Then DA Uh would turn it over. Then... Somebody Dave else bounces it, it off his foot. It was just, it was like that all night for everybody. But he was a guy I feel like I could trust to like kind of seal this game off or maybe get it close. But he never got could it. Help. He, he, we got the closest we were was six points at the very end, you know, because he had a three at I the know. buzzer beater. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. the buzzer, it was fantastic. Uh, I just love watching the guy. It just sucks because, you know, again, we're halfway through the season. We have a long way to go for the rest of the season and, and trust that, Suns fans. You know, even with this loss, the Phoenix Suns are in ninth place. They're tied with Utah in ninth place, and we're half game out of the playoff picture because both the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Portland Trailblazers are a half game behind the Phoenix Suns. Uh, but that being said, this is a player who could be highly valuable to this team if we go to the playoffs, and he's on a league minimum right now, right? I think he's at $1.8 million. He's so gone next year. It sucks so bad. He is so gone. <laughs> Is he paid more than that? Am I wrong on that? No, I think he made he makes a lot. Of, he makes pretty pretty much what I make. 
No, I'm just kidding. But uh, he, <laughs> he he actually he he will be gone, but we'll get someone else. Like we always get these guys that come in and they're hot shooters, so we'll be fine. Yeah, true. But I mean, what's you? We fall in love with these players. So he's at two point one this year. One year, two point one is what he is at. So it's not necessarily as bad as I thought it was, but. I mean, again, you take a look at the simple fact that he's leading. I believe he's leading the league in three-point shooting. If you go to the, the season leaders and you go to, let's mm-hmm. see, the three-point percentage, uh, Damian Lee, 48.5. He's, he's 0.5% ahead of Contavious Caldwell-Pope from Denver and Luke Kennard shooting 46.2. So it's just God, it's just, so it's such a, it just oh, yeah, well, It's not a waste. We just got to wait. We'll have this team together. So if not, it's just a shit season and it's over. He's gone. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Let's talk a little subreddit. The Suns. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. So there it was. Hanging out What's on the it? on the subreddit. What's the deal? What's the deal? You like the hat? No comment I do on like the hat. The, that's what I was saying. What's the deal with the hat? So, <laughs> so for those of you who are listening, John is rocking a Buffalo Bills hat. You like that? You like that? I do. I do. Yeah. Nice and shiny. Is it brand new? Just got it today from Just Sports. Oh, Shop JustSports.com. Someone changed team. Sun's Jam. <laughs> so this is the way I looked at it, okay? I spent the last few nights when the Suns weren't playing, watching the rest of the Hard Knocks Arizona Cardinals. I actually started watching it uh, after Cliff Kingsbury got fired. I was like, thank God Cliff Kingsbury Ugh. got fired. I couldn't, can't stand Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. So I watched it all. And the whole time I'm watching it, it just it's reminding me of all the emotions that I felt as an Arizona Cardinals fan watching the games this year. How frustrating it is. And I came to the conclusion, you know, we have – everybody has – an AFC team and an NFC team, right? Like I'm a Cardinals fan through and through. I will always be a Cardinals fan. I can't help it. I'm too, I I love that team too much. I hate that team too much. Uh, But the bills have always been kind of like my low key AFC team. I grew up a bills fan. My mom's from Buffalo, New York and Dan Duarte. I know you're not going to be watching this, but you know, anytime somebody doesn't love a team that's from the Valley, even though they live in the Valley, like you hate them with the passion, (laughs) even though your podcasting partner, Justin is a chargers fan uh, who's from here. But my mom is from Buffalo. I grew up a Bills fan. And after they lost four consecutive Super Bowls, and I remember crying at the end of those Super Bowls, I was like, fuck it. If I'm going to have a favorite team, I'm just going to like the local team uh, from the city I'm from, because at the time I was living in Los Angeles. I'm like, I'm just going to like the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, Jesus, what the hell was that in your stomach? Oh, you have some corn. Uh, so re- a- after watching the Cardinals, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get a Bills hat and just root for the Bills. Uh, for a while, <laughs> like I love well, the rest the of the rest of the season, right? Oh yeah, but I have like I have Josh Allen on a couple fantasy teams. He's in one of in one of my keeper leagues. Yeah, and, and my mom's a huge Buffalo fan. Obviously, my grandfather's from Buffalo. He was a huge Buffalo fan. So growing up, we used to watch games together. Uh, and I figured, you know what? If this if the Cardinals hire Vance Joseph as a head coach, I will be a permanent Bills fan. I will not be a Cardinals fan anymore. So. No, yeah, you, you definitely need to make the switch, man. Oh, uh, really quick, who's your? Uh, I'll give you my pick for the Super Bowl, and I like to see it from the Jamsters. Just really quick, I got um, I got Chiefs Giants in the Super Bowl. Chiefs Giants. I just I'm, I feel I'm something with that go, Giants team, dude. I'm gonna go with what made me cry as a child. That's Bills Cowboys. You gonna pick the Cowboys to go? Uh huh. All right. I yeah. hope so. If That'd be Giants, pretty neat. If the Giants aren't going to survive the weekend, dude. I don't know. Man. Minnesota wins weird games. Minnesota a... wins weird games. Okay. All right. So the Suns, <laughs> all that subreddit stakeout. <laughs> uh, let's see. A Rod in the building, y'all. Oh, was he there? I guess so. Apparently, was he, he was as there. insecure in person as? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish yeah, douchebag Booker was playing just so we could beat him and talk shit into his poorly made Wii Sports face. Oh, that's actually pretty good. It's pretty funny. He does have a Wii Sports face. Oh, my God. That's That's awesome. That's the best comparison. Uh, Somebody goes, y'all hear that brick from Aiton? And somebody responded, dude wants out of Phoenix so bad. And then somebody else said, as much as I dislike Cat, at least he tries to use his size to drive. But, man, Aiton got to be the softest big in the league. He's scared of getting near the restricted area, LMAO. 
And then somebody responded to that. And they said they're both they're both soft and complete opposite sides of the floor, which is true. Uh, Aiton loves to bring the ball down in traffic, and Rudy is making mincemeat of that. And then they started talking. When, whenever you go on the subreddit stakeout, a lot of people are streaming it, so they all, they see the halftime show. And somebody uh, said that Cuckoo Kangaroo was the halftime show. It was a bad '80s white rapper style that found a uh, a lane as a child's entertainment. And then somebody said, "What's worse, the halftime show or Aiton's performance tonight?" Ooh, yeah. And there was That's Phoenix. Upsetting. Phoenix sat Aiton for a while. Now they're back in the game. No coincidence there. Our sixth player, Aiden, is back in the game. I mean, they just they, they were dogging Aiden. The whole Timberwolves oh, yeah. subreddit was dogging Aiden. Uh, they said, time to charge up and Joe, boys. Akogi's on the floor. That's a nickname we haven't used for Akogi is Joe. J-O, Josh Akogi. I like that. Oh, I do like that, man. Yeah, let's, let's go Joe. Let's go Joe. We're going to make that happen. And then the last... <laughs> <laughs> The last, the last subreddit comment. This is so funny. <laughs> I'm excited. Are you probably not funny? <sighs> Smells like someone shit themselves by section 138. What the? Also, <laughs> <laughs> someone's at the game. It's at the game, and they said somebody smells like they someone shit just farted. <laughs> Oh my it God, just reminds dude. me of that time you and I were at the yes. game and, and you bought those fucking twice. Didn't I do garlic, twice? garlic parmesan. Is that what they were? Yeah. Garlic parmesan fries. Yeah, and like the no fries. one, no <laughs> one. Fries. Now, now this is back when the suns weren't very good, but no one would sit within like fucking oh. a twenty foot radius. People are coming back down from the halftime or whatever, and like their eyes were watering because Matthew's fries yeah. were so potent. A lot of turned heads. I'm like, yeah, I've been working out. <laughs> Walking by with the fries. Oh, that was man. I even grossed myself out, dude. It smells like someone shit twice, themselves dude. by section 138. So what good. The fuck. Oh, so good. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Yeah, I don't care, Matthew. I'm gonna be a I'm gonna I'm gonna sport the bills for a while. Well, I mean, one of my, one of my buddies like you front runner. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I just want to feel something again. Watching Hard Knocks, I I watched the the, the Cardinals. It was hard to watch. It just didn't seem like an NFL team. It seemed no. really weird. Well, Cliff A lot Kingsbury, of the players are fucking weird. I don't like Cliff, it. Cliff Kingsbury is just like this machine. Like you, you, you like when you go to Chuck E. Cheese and they're like, you know, like all right, guys, let's mm-hmm. have a good time. He's just like, let's go, guys, let's go, let's get another one. Yeah. Okay. We sucked, but we'll be better. To, it's just like he. I don't know. I just. I, Same thing over and over. Yeah. Over and over. It's just like he never once was went in there. Be like, come on, you fucking dumb fucks. You get paid a shit ton of money. Like, stop making mistakes. Stop losing. Stop being assholes. And like, I want that from a head coach. So, we'll see. I if the if the Cardinals can get Sean Payton, it would be a miracle in my personal opinion. Simply because Sean Payton. There's nothing appealing about this. Uh, about this pot or about this team. There's just nothing appealing. You don't want to come in. Your quarterback is a punk, and your quarterback isn't going to be around for you know a year potentially. I mean, he just got his ACL. I know. I was going to say if he comes in here, I feel like they trade him or something, right? You just trade him just like Aiden. No, one picks traded. They just, they just. You know how much money they're losing on Kingsbury? They just extended him and then fired him. Cliff Kingsbury until like twenty twenty seven is making money off the Cardinals. It's ridiculous. Way to do it. Ridiculous. Lucky man. Yeah, dude. I wish I was got fired and somebody's like, listen, we're gonna pay you seven million dollars a year for the next (laughs) five years. Okay, I'll go grab my shit. Those extensions, like learn from James Jones. Don't do it till it's absolutely necessary, right? Uh, Exactly. Absolutely one hundred percent possibly, maybe necessary. Uh let's talk about this guy. It's Jay Crowder. Been a minute since we played that drop, huh? Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's very right. And, yeah, v- very weird to see that one. Uh, but Jay, Jay Crowder was in the news today. Chris Haynes put something out there. Uh, he, whenever he tweets about Phoenix, you notice how he spells Phoenix wrong? Yeah, I saw that tweet of him <clears throat> misspelling it. Yeah. yeah. He's getting better at his job, though. Silent reporting is really rough, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, so essentially he had a piece that came out and it was talking about uh, some quotes that Jay Crowder provided him because Jay Crowder, for some reason, goes through Chris Haynes. And Jay Crowder said, I've spoken to every player that I've played with on the team. 
and they've all stressed how much they miss me and respect my decision, and I'm thankful for their understanding. This move of pushing me out the door was a blindsided hit, not only to me, but to my teammates, as you can see from speaking to them and myself and the conversations we've had behind closed doors. I will continue to prepare myself daily for battle once that call is made and continue to be a leader on the court, locker room, as well as off the court. I'm thankful my teammates appreciated my leadership. I'm confused and hurt by my uh, or my coaches didn't approach the things I brought to our team and organization. And this has nothing to do with the financial or contract differences. Very, I, I don't get it. We never will. We'll never understand. Maybe for a couple of years, we, we won't know what really happened. But, I mean, what's your take, though? I just think that, that he continues to display reasons why no one wants him on the team. Like, he, he's he, there's no accountability, zero accountability in anything that he said. It was nothing. It was uh, it was them. They blindsided me. This that like he was putting things out there right as throughout the summer. Right. The Instagram posts, the low key things. You know, he's in Miami. How nice to be back in Miami. And again, we don't know if those were if those were the result of conversations that were had by the Suns with him. But everything points to Jay Crowder wants to get paid. He wanted an extension. The team didn't want to provide him one at this time because James Jones isn't providing anybody to anything. I mean, he didn't extend Aiden. He didn't extend Cameron Johnson. It's not like Jay Crowder becomes the top of his list. So it sounds like he just kind of uh, went to spoil brat kid mode. And again, you're talking about how great of a leader you are and, and the value of your leadership. A true leader would have came in and assisted his team and helped his team right now and displayed his value to other teams. So it's like, listen, James, I know that you guys aren't going to extend me. Can you please do everything you can to trade me? In the interim, I'm going to play for this team. Uh, football players do it all the time. They come into camp. They're like, listen, I want to be gone, but I'm going to work my ass off for you. And that helps them get where they want to go because they're showing other teams their leadership and their willingness to sacrifice themselves for the team. Whereas he just kind of sits back and just sees, well, everyone calls me and they say they miss me. And, you know, I just, I can't believe that the coaches didn't appreciate what I brought to our team and our organization. It's just, I just, I don't see what he's doing other than digging himself a little bit further into a hole Mm -hmm. that's making him actually an untradeable asset. It's very strange. And there's a thing that might've happened where maybe he was, Maybe he did hear that he was involved in like a Kevin Durant trade or something and some kind of trade. Maybe that's why he was upset. Also, maybe because Cameron Johnson, because Aiden didn't get his extension, maybe because then he wasn't. He's like, what's going on in this organization? No one's repaying us for us getting to the finals. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe that was part of it. Um, I just, I can't understand the whole um, getting kicked out the door thing. If that has to do with, with them actually being traded, that makes sense. Like, they're like, hey, we, we might trade you. We might include you on this. He's like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like, I got you. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. dumb because Jay's been traded so many times in his career. He's yeah. He started like a little over half of his career as a starter. You would think that he would know like, hey, I might be a bench player. Cameron Johnson, every every Suns fan wants him to be their starting forward. Well, he's the young guy coming he, up. He is, exactly. And if there's any disrespect there, maybe there is. But I'm so sick of that disrespect thing. It's like use it as like some kind of self-reflection on the way your career is going, the way things are going. You're a little bit older now. You can be that guy to help this team still, but come off the bench and be a six man. Cause it's insane to think that, Hey, if Cameron Johnson's healthy and obviously he wasn't, cause he would have been playing like, you know what I mean? Jay would have had minutes. Now, if he's healthy, he's going to be our guy. You have to know that eventually, right? You're not mm-hmm. going to be the sun's starting four. There's a timeline here, basically with these guys, kind of in a certain age group. I know, I think Cameron Johnson is probably older than Jay Crowder, but who knows? But Jay, Jay has to know, like, man, they're going to push you aside to have him here, but you're still going to play a lot of minutes. Like, what do they say? Like, hey, you're only you're only going to get like 10 minutes behind Dario Saric at the starting four? Like, I don't understand how he would feel so disrespecting the situation. The only thing I can really think of is like, he was going to be traded and just it kind of fell through. And then after that, he's like, no, I'm not coming back. Now it's just kind of too far, too gone to where he can't really come back because he made those videos. He did what he did. He doesn't want the Suns fans to see him now. Because I feel like if he came back, we'd be upset, but we need the help, so we wouldn't care. Yeah, but He's in a, kind of just this destination right now where he's by himself. He's not going to get traded. We don't even have an owner. Like, there's a well, lot that's, of the, that's the other so side of that. That's the weird part of it, right? I like what Gavin says from the Aussie Suns fan podcast. He says, stop paying him. He wants to come on and come out on Twitter and articles. Just, he, just cut the souk off. You know? Just... 
Yeah, just cut him off. Be like, dude, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, put put your money where your mouth is. James has been too nice to him, actually. You know, and at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for the organization. And and yeah. he has, he, he, again, I, I, I think the other X factor here for the Phoenix Suns and something that is above Jay Crowder is, you know, there was that whole investigation was going on with Sarver. You don't know what's going to happen with the future of this organization. And no one's getting paid at this point. No, nobody is. So, you know, just come in, do, do your job that you're getting paid $10 million this year to do and get it done. You obviously, then you have Brian Windhorse actually yesterday was talking about kind of the state of the stuns. We know that they've got Jay Crowder sitting out. You know, they're desperate for players. So you're saying, why will they not trade Jay Crowder to get help? And the reason is, is they've got three quasi owners, like nothing I've seen before in my 20 years covering the NBA. They have Sam Garvin, who is the acting owner right now for Robert Sarver, who is in the middle of selling the team because he is suspended. But while Sam Garvin has said he has the authority to make trades, he actually doesn't because under the rules that the, the league put down under the suspension, Robert Sarver is allowed to, to say yes or no to any trade for a player that makes over $10 million which is who Jay Crowder is. Any trade almost certainly has to go on Sarver's desk. Meanwhile, Matt Ishbia is going to try to take control of this team within the next month. I'm not sure that the league is going to get through with their vetting process, but he's hoping to get control of the team ahead of the trade deadline so he can have a decision on who the trade is. So the, the, the Phoenix Suns front office, James Jones, is trying to help his team. He's got different people saying yes or no that he's got to sign off on. Mm. It's very, very difficult for them to get something done, not mm. to mention the trade. I mean, it makes sense why it's difficult, right? What's that? The whole situation. I mean, what happened with Sarver, like, it's totally difficult, but it's not like a reason where we can complain about it, right? Because it's It's not not a reason we can complain about it, but what it's doing is the Suns are handcuffed on top of all of this. That's the challenge, is you have Jay Crowder over here saying, well, I'm unhappy, and they blindsided me. And then you have the organization. It's like, we're trying to trade you, but there's like three different owners at play in here essentially we've got all these different factors going on it's not as it's not as easy as making a simple trade anymore because of all the reasons that Winhorse said and i find those all to be very valid points it's things that i've talked about and written about for bright side of the sun is just that that the suns are in a no-win situation right now until mm-hmm. matt ishbia takes over this franchise which is going to be too late and again you have jay crowder acting a fool over here you got the fact that we can't trade him over here, you have the teams injured as fuck right now. I mean, we're just at this shitty limbo part of the season, and it's just unfortunate. It is, and I don't think – the thing is, like, I don't want to look back on this in five years and be like, man, that was a fucking, like, rough year. Our organization really took a dip, and we just kind of went downhill from here. I think it is just a lot of bad luck. I think that mm-hmm. what happened with Sarver and all that and then the injuries – it just is if we pull this out to where we can actually make the playoffs and make a little bit of a run, it's going to be very surprising because it's a lot to come back from, man. And it really Jay, is. Jay's not helping. And I just, he's a complainer. He's, but he's a, a guy leader, that, man. But he's a self proclaimed leader, man. Just he go to work. No one, what, what's I'm the th- quote from KD? I'm thinking, no one cares. My, yeah, exactly. No work. one cares. Go to work. Exactly. And yeah, tweet somebody, it out too. No one gives a fuck. Go yeah, to work. Go to work period exclamation point so more to come obviously on all of that Suns fans you know but we'll continue to monitor uh before we get out of here jam star of the game all right jamsters that part of the podcast a reminder to subscribe to rate and to review if you're on apple going to give us a five-star review We'll read it right here on the on the podcast, uh-huh. just like everybody's review who said, check this podcast out. Bright days are ahead with the upcoming ownership change. Share the joy with this son's podcast. Thank you, everybody's review. Hey, thank you, everybody. We appreciate that. Uh, Matthew, is it your turn to go first when it comes to? Yeah, I'll go yeah. first. I'm going to give it to Damian Lee. He had a great game tonight. A career high. Or was it career high? Or career high. high. Career, career high, high, 31 points. I always get the two confused, and you don't want to mess that up with these guys. But 31 points for him and uh keep feeding the ball behind three just don't touch the ball too much below the three-point line yeah i'm gonna go with the lees both lees saving lee and oh and and one up me man yeah double lees two lees one basket uh it was a great effort by both of them one from the outside one from the inside so very nice to see for both of them next up for the phoenix suns yikes we're going to memphis on mlk day <laughs> uh 4 p.m it's gonna be <clears> interesting 
This is a team that hasn't lost since the Suns yeah. stunned them eight games ago. They are now eight zero in their last eight, and they're they're going to be looking to put a, the smacketh uh, downeth on the Phoenix Thunith. We're going to get smacked. Um, there's nothing. I don't think there's nobody or anything that can save us from this game, man. I don't uh, think so, man. What would actually really hurt is like what might happen this year. I've heard some JJJ rumbles for being an All Star this year. Really? Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine if that happened where he gets? Oh, eh, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, don't. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but don't don't do it. I'm not doing it. Don't do it, Matthew. Don't go down the dark side of talking of JJJ versus DeAndre Ayton, Miss Piggy. Don't do it. Suns lose. <gasps> oh damn, dude. Okay. Suns lose. Um, I'll be working that day, so I'll be I'll rely well, on you to tell me Cowboys what the fuck happened. <laughs> Cowboys oh, yeah. six, dude. So I might have to get Suns to fill me in, fill Ooh. in on me, fill fill, fill in, in for on me. you. Fill it on me, fill on Ooh, top. Of me. How about how about this? <laughs> how about we just do the podcast like after the Cowboys game? Ends? I was gonna say, I'm like, let's do it. Let's we will do a Jamster, late one. We will be doing the post game podcast, but we will not be doing it till three hours after the game ends because Matthew's gonna be watching the Cowboys and I will be watching them as well. I'll be very grumpy at the Tom Brady beats the Cowboys because of three long passes that the Cowboys just never come back from. Too long, yeah, no shit. Too long touchdown passes. No shit. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so let, let's just run through the gauntlet real quick on the NFL because fuck it. Uh, who do yeah, we have this? Who good. do we have this weekend? So the first game is what the Niners versus the Seahawks. That's a Niners victory, right? Yeah, I mean I'm going Seahawks, but yeah, Niners for sure. <laughs> yeah, Niners. They're they're in beast mode. And then the second game is that Jacksonville versus the Chargers. Oh, you got that one right. I got right. Jacksonville. Uh, I got the Chargers. Okay, I got the Chargers. I love the Jack. I love the Jags, dude. I think they have uh, a real shot I love to the make Chargers. It. I love the Chargers. That's like my my sleeper team that'll lose in against your Jaguars. Uh, all right, so the first game on Sunday that must be uh, who am I forgetting? Because the midday game I want to say is the Giants and the and the Vikings. I say Vikings win that. You clearly think the Giants? Oh yeah, win that, Giants, dude. Yeah, for sure. The night game is going to be Buffalo Miami. And that's go Bills. Let's go yeah. Buffalo. Plus, uh, Miami, they don't have Tua, so it yeah, the, matters. Yeah, Skylar Thompson's out there. And then the Cowboys will beat the Bucks. Yeah, and there's one other game we're forgetting, right? AFC yeah, it, is Bengals. It, NFC. Oh, yeah, Bengals and Ravens. Yeah, Bengals and Ravens. Yeah, so I got yeah, Bengals, Bengals in that. Yeah, is Lamar no, no Lamar. No. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Bills Cowboys in the Super Bowl, baby. You versus I hope my mom. so, man. Let's okay. go, Buffalo. Let's <laughs> go, Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, all right. Well, a reminder and a thank you to everyone who hung out with us after another excruciating Suns loss, this time at the hands of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, we'll see you on Monday night, long after the game ends. Uh, until then, make sure you subscribe, rate, review. Follow me at Darth Voida and read my writing at Bright Side of the Sun. Follow the, the pod at Suns Jam. Follow Matthew. I'm Matthew. Let's go, Buffalo. Go home and love your bills. Okay. Come on, like our bills, like the... Oh, hey, hey, I just took my shirt off. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> love my bills. I want to love the bills. <laughs>